0: Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. I want to talk about love this morning. I want to talk about God's love. I want to talk about how God's love affects us. So what Sister Courtney said fits in perfectly with what we're going to talk about today. And this is something that has been on my heart for quite a while. Um, You know, sometimes it's hard to love other people, man. You know, can I get a witness? Sometimes it's hard to love other people. But you know, God has called us to do this. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we love You and praise You. Your will be done in this service. Thank You for Your anointing. Let us not leave here the same way we came in, Lord, but let us be um, refreshed and encouraged and let us be guided by You and let us hunger and thirst for righteousness and hunger and thirst to be obedient to Your Word. Whether or not we want to, Lord. Whether or not our flesh wants to, Lord. That we will have this deep desire to be obedient to You, Lord. And we love You and praise You. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray. And everybody in the church said, Amen. So 1 John 4 and verse 7. um, We're going to go through like verses 7-11. through Something like that. Um, We're just going to go through these. And we're going to be blessed. Beloved. Let us love one another. So this is what John, being obedient to the Holy Spirit, is telling Christian folks. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. So that's a mouthful right there, but let's just start right there at the very beginning. Beloved. So who's John talking to? He's talking to Christian folks. He's talking to fellow believers. Okay? And not only that, when he says beloved, he's kind of showing us what he wants to talk about. He's showing us, okay, if you are my beloved, you are my loved one. Does that make sense this morning? So John, right here, he's saying, I love you guys. And sometimes when you got to talk about something that's kind of difficult, you want to let people know, hey man, I'm not picking on you. I'm not acting like I'm on my high horse. I'm not acting like I have everything together. Okay? But let me start off by saying, I love you guys. So that's what John John's doing right here. Hey guys, I love you. Now here's something I've got to share with you. Beloved, let us love one another. Okay, so here's the deal. Christians love other people. Amen? We don't get all excited when we think about that. I mean, there are some people that are just easy to love, man. Some people that, uh, you know, we got a lot in common. Maybe we grew up together. You know, whatever. These are just special people in our lives, okay? But see, God says, <laughs> He breaks it down like this. Remember those two great verses, okay? And one of them was this, love your neighbor as yourself. So it's a given that we're going to care for ourselves. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And we do. We, we make sure that our needs are taken care of. Okay. Now God says to those people in your world, not necessarily the guy across the street, but he's involved in it. Not necessarily the people in your church, but they're involved in it. But love other people like you love yourself. I don't do that. I don't do that like I should do that. I don't know if anybody in here does that. Probably not. But this, it's difficult. It's tough. I mean, we're talking about not just those people that it's easy to get along with, but those people, those rat scallions, those nardy whales, those, those, that's what the kids say now. That's, that's how the kids talk. Yeah. Um, that's how they talk now. Um, you know, those people that are hard to get along with, God doesn't, God doesn't say, Hey, I'm going to give you a pass on that because these, these folks are difficult. You know, this is what God wants us to do. Love your neighbor as yourself. And as far as the church goes, He says they will know we are Christians by our love for one another. So when the unsaved or the unchurched or the pagan or the unbeliever sees a bunch of church folks, they might not get us. They might not understand it. But they should be able to walk away saying, you know what? Those cats love one another. That's one thing they got going on. Okay? So here we go. This is what God expects from His people. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God. Okay, well, that's cool. For love is from God. What does that look like? Oh, we don't have to dig too deep for that. Well, let's just say this God's type of love, if we look at Jesus Christ, which is that perfect picture of God's love, you know what I mean? Well, that's a sacrificial love, isn't it? That is a commitment, unconditional. Unconditional. This is. This is what God's love looks like to me and you when we think about it, when we dig deep. Unconditional love. When Court was talking about her mama, that sounds like unconditional love. You know what I mean? Unconditional love, forgiving, steadfast, sacrificial. What did Jesus Christ do for us, Church? What did you... He died for us? Amen. So, look, man. This is some tough stuff right here. Okay? God wants Christian folks to be loving folks. What is love? Love is a commitment. Easiest way to understand it, man. Love is a commitment. You know, I don't need nothing in return. Hey, it might be nice, but you know what? I'm committed to you. Can I get a witness? Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. So... so. Church folk, Christian folk, my beloved, people I love so much. God's not asking us to do this. He expects us to do this. You know what I mean? This is all through Scripture. God wants us to love other folks. That's pretty tough. I mean, that's downright difficult, ain't it? Okay, but I can do all things through Christ, so let's just get that out of the way. God's going to ask me to do something. He will give me the strength to do this. Okay, and this is a fruit, this is a fruit that Christian folks will bear. Okay, we will love one another. right? are y'all with me so far? Now if I read this verse that I just read, it could be, some folks could say, well, you know, if all I got to do is love other folks to get into heaven, well then that means, uh... You know, Aunt Martha, she's certainly going to get in there. She loves everybody. She's always baking cookies for everybody. When I take her to the washeteria, she won't leave until she tells everybody how handsome and pretty they are. Well, it's not really talking about that. This is a fruit that we bear because we belong to the Lord, okay? This is talking about a real love, okay, that we can only get that we can only get from Pulling from the Lord, pulling from the Lord's reserves—if that makes sense, okay. Some, it's just not in us, is what I'm trying to say. Some folks we can love, no problem, man. Some folks we can love. Some people, it's like, oh man, dude, these people are downright rotten. Okay. Well, just remember, hold on for a second, and just remember how downright rotten you were, okay? How downright rotten we were. How messed up you are right now. And Jesus Christ loves you with that sacrificial, fully committed love. And He says, hey church, hey church, wake up McFly. Hey church, check it out here. You know what I mean? Hey, it is your job, church, to go out there and show the world what my love looks like. Okay? Okay, moving forward. Um, so John 3... John 3 in verse 3, okay, talking about, hey, you must be born again. You can't just be a sweet, loving grandma and think that's going to get you into the pearly gate. It don't work that way, okay? So let me read, let me just go ahead and read 1 John 4, 7 again. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. So let's not misunderstand that and think, well, if I'm just a loving, sweet type of cat, then I've I've got my ticket to ride. Okay, John 3 and verse 3, Jesus answered him. This is Jesus talking to Nicodemus. Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Okay, so let's get that straight. I want to throw that in there. You have got to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You have to say, I am a sinner. I'm a messed up individual. I do things that is against God. Okay, I repent of those things. I do an about-face. I ask Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. Amen? And and, and let me get this straight, okay? Ain't nobody in here perfect. Christians, we know that. We're not perfect, okay? But see, it's got to be like John said in his Gospel. More of God, less of me. You see what I'm saying? Each day, that's the direction I'm going in. And sometimes we're going to mess up. Sometimes we're still going to do stupid, selfish, inconsiderate things, man. Okay? But see, there should be a change in me. When I accept Jesus Christ, there should be a change in me. Not to where I'm perfect. I've just accepted that perfect gift. But there should be a desire in me. Okay, let me say it like this. When I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, there's a lot of things that I didn't give up for a long, long time. You know what I mean? There's still things that God's still working on me on. Can I get a witness? All right, that's all of us. But I can tell you this, and this is the gospel truth: that when I asked Jesus to be my Lord and Savior, and He came in to my life, when I did those things, I didn't feel right about them anymore. You know what I mean? And then there was that process. I was like, man, this just. Not only was it like I don't feel right about doing it, after a little bit, it was like, man, this uh. This ain't fun like it used to be. You know what I mean? Okay, that means you're moving in the right direction. Okay, what I'm saying is just because we're Christian folks, we're not naturally going to want to love our brothers and sisters. We're not going to naturally just want to love those people that are downright ornery and mean and rude. I mean, but see, God says that's what we have to work on. Okay? So, if God says we got to do it, then guess what? Look at your neighbor and said, we we got to get to work on this. Word to your mom. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. First John 2 and verse 23. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Now see, this was a big thing um, uh, in, in, this, in this time. In the early church, Because a lot of folks, uh, a lot of Hebrews were like, no man, I have nothing but respect for Jehovah God. I have nothing but respect and awe and admiration for Yahweh. Okay? But this Jesus Christ cat, nah, that's not for me, man. That, that guy was a false prophet. That was a big thing that was going on. Okay? But see, here's the deal, man. You don't get to the Father, okay, unless you go through Jesus Christ. Okay, there's no other way. There's no name given under heaven that we can be saved. You know, we we can waste our whole lives following a bunch of weird philosophies and some some messed up junk, man. Okay? And, and if if that's if that's your thing, if that's what you're into, man, I implore you, that means well, you know what I'm <laughs> I implore you to throw that stuff away, man. There's only one way to salvation. The only reason why I'm saying this is we gotta make this point. Okay? Once I accept Jesus Christ, okay, a change starts in me. I'm saved, man. I'm sealed. Okay? I'm His. Okay? But He expects me to line my will up with His will. Okay? So when He says, hey, I want you to love other folks, it's not like something like, yeah, you know, you know let me think about it. Like, no, this is something we need to work on. Can I get a witness? Okay. Moving forward. John, first John, four, seven, and eight. Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Verse eight. Anyone who does not love does not know God. Oh man, that means we got a problem. That means that Paul Rott has a problem. That means that we have a problem. Can I get a witness? Anyone who does not love, anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. See, there's some fruit that I'm supposed to be bearing. It doesn't matter if they belong to another political party than I like. You know what I mean? Ouch. All God's people said ouch. But it's true, man. Even when people are just nutso, man, flaky. You know? When you can't even have a decent discussion anymore about something. That God doesn't give you a, God doesn't say, well, you don't have to love these folks. Who don't say that? Okay. Anyone who does not love. See, there's got to be that change in us. Anyone who does not love does not know God. Because God is love. Isn't that cool? Because God is love. So, in, in the first verse, verse 7. It says love is of God or love is from God. And we get that. But this, it gets really, really, really deep, man. You know, right here. But God is love. God is love? What does that even look like? God God is love. It's it's hard for us with our little finite capability to wrap our uh, little noodle intellects around that, man. Okay? Matter of fact, we just got to give it to God. You know, We just got to say, okay, God is love. So what in the world does that look like? Okay, that is Jesus Christ. God's love is Jesus Christ. If you want to see what it looks like, that's Jesus Christ. Okay, so when it says God is love, hmm, hmm, all God's people want, hmm. Scratch your neighbor's head because there's no pandemic going on. Just do this to your neighbor. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. All God's people said, what's up with that? Okay. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. Anything that you know about real love, any anything you've ever experienced about real love, that unconditional, that forgiving, that sacrificial love, that is rooted in God. That comes from God. You see what I'm saying? Okay. And our forever example of that love is Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness? So, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the template that we're called to follow. What Jesus Christ did. Man. All God's people said, man. Because that ain't easy. Matter of fact, in your own power, in Paul's power, it's impossible. It's impossible. You know, like I said, some folks, man, you, man, I'll be there for them. Call me at four in the morning and I'll be there. Why? Because, man, they're easy to love. You know? Some people call you at four in the morning and you're like silence. Silence. Why? Because you know that's a big that's a whatever that's about, that's a big headache. That's some big craziness, right? Okay. Well God says, We gotta love all people. Can I get a witness? All right. Okay, first John four and verse nine. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent His only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. Okay, so love is not just from God. God is love. And we're all like, what, what does that even mean? man? What, God is love. Well, the next verse shows us perfectly what that looks like. Like I already said. That love was made manifest. It was made available for us to watch by what Jesus Christ... Listen up. What Jesus Christ did for us at the cross. Okay? That's what God's love looks like. Talk about sacrificial love. Amen? Okay, let me back it up. Philippians 2 and verse 8. Look right here. It's a little tiny, 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 tiny little tidbit of what Jesus did for us. And being found in human form... That's Jesus. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death. Not just death. Not just death, not just off with your head. Not something quick, not something fast, not, not something in private. But but think about just for, for a second, okay? Think about it for a second. Think about what the Son of God went through for me and for you. Okay? Just think about it. Okay, so here we go. Son of God arrested beat up beat up bad man mocked by people you know crown of thorns placed on his head horrible torment and pain that he went through and then the flogging man that ripped the flesh and exposed organs and bone and all this stuff man he went through all that you know has to carry that cross you know crucifixion that was that was a big way of telling folks hey you don't mess with rome it was a big public display about the power that Rome had over an individual. And, and it was meant to embarrass and humiliate the person and cause them lots of agony and agony until they eventually gave up the ghost, until they eventually passed away. Can I get a witness? So he had to carry that cross and it wasn't like what they show in the movies. I mean, you know, they try and, and depict it as best they can. I mean, but they can't really go, they can't really go there, man. They can't really go there. They can't go that deep into what Jesus went through. Because you know what? He didn't have a little loincloth on. More than likely, he was naked. You know what I mean? More than likely, he was naked, paraded through the street. This is God. This is God in human form. Went through that. You know what I'm saying? Knelt to that cross and suffered there for those hours. He could have said game over at any time. But he didn't. He didn't because of that unconditional, sacrificial, forgiving love. And so when God God says through John, hey, check this out, Christians love other folks. That's, That's the direction He wants us to add in, man. Man, that's tough. Amen? And being found in human form, He humbled Himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. That's hardcore, man. And Jesus says, hey, you got to be willing to pick up your cross and follow Me. That's what He says. And He says, you got to love your neighbor as yourself. God sent His only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. And think about what we gained because of what Jesus Christ did at the cross. Okay, Jesus Christ died so we could live. Amen? Amen. And something beautiful happened not only that to where we get to live forever and I understand if if, if you're not if you're not a someone that's given your life over to the Lord, I know that sounds kind of crazy, kind of fantastic but that's what Jesus did for us. He's the only one that could satisfy that sin debt he's the only one that could pay for all of humanity's sins and if he didn't do it, we would have to do it but if we don't accept that gift. You're still going to have to pay for your sins, even though Jesus already made a way. So, in all seriousness, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ, today is that day. Today is that day. To accept Him as your Lord and Savior. It's not about being perfect. It's not about having... It's it's not about any of those things that you might think. It's about realizing, man, I'm a sinner. I'm messing junk up. And I can't get to heaven on my own. And tomorrow's not promised to any of us. You've got to make that decision. And you need to do it. You need to do it. I'm telling you, it's the best thing you will ever do in your life. It is a wonderful feeling. And it's not a pipe dream. It's not some nutcase fairy tale junk. Okay? It is a wonderful feeling to be able to lay your head down at night and say, you know what? If I die before I wake, feed Jake. No. If I, di- if I die before I wake, It's all good. It's okay. It's all right. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You know what I mean? What a wonderful blessing. So anyways, moving forward so that we might live through Him. So Jesus died so we can live. And Jesus died so we can live. And Jesus wants... Listen. Jesus wants to live His life through you. Jesus wants to live His life through me. And you, he now sits at the right hand of the father. Okay. And we are his body. And he says, church, church folk, Christian folk. All right. Get out there and love folks. I do love folks. And you, you, you say, God, I want to love people. I want to love the unlovable. You will find yourself in a situation probably within a matter of hours, man, probably before you leave this parking lot where you are put to the test, you know. It's dangerous to say, God, here I am, send me. It's dangerous to say, God, Your will be done in my life. But that's what we are to follow. So that we might live through Him. So here we go. We're saved people. So the Holy Spirit indwells every single believer. All right. I know that's kind of of strange for some of us to hear, right? Because we all come from different backgrounds. Some of us don't come from a Christian background at all. Some of us... We're raised in a church where like we don't really want to talk about the Holy Spirit. We when we think about the Holy Spirit, we think about judo kicking and knocking over chandeliers and talking in tongues and stuff like that. That's okay, man. That's okay. That can certainly be part of it, but God is a God of order. You see what I'm saying? Okay. But look here. If you've made that decision, the Holy Spirit indwells you. And that Holy Spirit, it's like being branded, like branded. Okay, he's mine. That baby's mine. That's mine. He belongs to me. But see, that Holy Spirit, He he wants to guide and lead and direct us. He wants us to listen to Him. And so that Holy Spirit will say, hey, don't look the other way, man. Go back and talk to that cat. Tell that guy about Jesus. Hey, what can you do for this individual? Okay, moving forward. Verse 10. I'm going to do 9 and 10. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent His only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. Verse 10, In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. That's a mouthful. Propitiation. Propitiation. Okay, so check this out, guys. It's not that you were so awesome. It's not that you were so wonderful. I mean, you're awesome to me. You're awesome to your better half. You're awesome to your grandma. But well, let me put it to let me let me try and, let me try and explain this the best this way I can. God reached down to you. God reached down to you. Okay, and he made propitiation all God's people said propitiation okay so propitiation (laughs) I'm proud of myself for because that's a big word (laughs) it's propitiation okay so anywho it means atoning man it's like atoning sacrifice so let's read this again and think of atonement think of atoning sacrifice think of God making amends Why would God have to make amends with us? Seems like it should be the other way around. We're the ones that broke His law. We're the ones that have fallen short. Can I get a witness? Okay. Now looky here. Let's think about atoning sacrifice. The Lamb slain before the foundations of the earth. Jesus Christ Being obedient even to the point of death so we could live. He died so we could live. Okay, And this is love. Not that we have loved God. It's not that we were born and we just loved God. We were born to go... Man, we were born and we had that that sin nature all in us. You still got that sin nature, by the way. Trying to cause all kinds of trouble, will you? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? (laughs) But see... God reached down and said, You know what? I love you so much, even though you are going completely against how I think you should be. I love you so much. Okay, I don't want you to spend eternity in hell. Hell was made for Satan and his minions. Satan, that's where Satan's supposed to go. We ain't supposed to go there. But guess what? If we don't accept that precious, wonderful gift, that's where we're going to go. And it's not that God sends you there. It's that you decide, I don't want that gift. I don't want it. It's like if, if I go up to a uh, sister Rachel, like, here, I got you a beautiful pound cake with strawberry icing. And, and she's like, I don't want that. Well, then it's up to her. That's what, is anybody hungry? Yeah. <laughs> huh. um, it's like that, man. You know, God offers us a gift. And we can be like, well, that's just too simple. I just have to believe Jesus is the Son of God. Ask Him to be my Lord and Savior and repent and turn away from my sins and realize that I'm a messed up cat. Some people are like, that's just too easy. Or that's just ridiculous. It's because He loves us, man. Unconditionally, man, He loves you. And this is the love that not, not that we have loved God. It's not that you loved Him first. But that He loved us For God so loved the world, right? For God so loved the world. But that He loved us and sent His Son to be a propitiation for our sins or to be an atoning sacrifice to make amends for our sins. We broke His law, okay? He's the boss, okay? He's the creator of the universe. He created all things. You see what I'm saying? All right? He created you, okay? He died for you so you could live forever. And we have that free will. It's it's up to you whether or not you want to accept that gift. You know what I mean? But see, those of us in here that have accepted that gift, we know. We know what it feels like to not fear death. We know what that feels like to say, death, where is your sting? You know? Because we've been forgiven because of unconditional love that was poured on us. So God says, you take that. You take that. And you go give it to those people that are just just folks, man. Unlovable. Unlovable people. Show them the love of Jesus. Make sense? Because that's what He did for us. And Ephesians 4 verse 32 says, Be kind and compassionate to one another. I don't like being kind and compassionate to people that I don't get along with. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other. Just as in Christ, God forgave you. We're forgiving people. Forgiving people forgive. Forgiving people love. That's so hard to do, man. It's impossible for you. It's impossible for you. It's impossible for me. But it's not impossible When we pull our strength from Jesus Christ, it's not impossible when we lean on that Holy Spirit. Because I can do all things through Christ, amen? Matter of fact, that's a verse coming up, I believe. So Romans 12 and verse 18 says it like this If possible, if possible, underline that one. If possible, so far as it depends on you, Live peaceably with all. So some people, we say, well, God has forgiven me. God loves me unconditionally, and so I'm going to do it, man. I'm going out. I'm going to knock on a door, and I'm going to say, Hey, hey, brother, mama, what up? You know, I'm going to go talk to some people and tell them I love them. Well, be careful about that. You know, let it be a heart thing. Make sure, make sure you're committed to this decision. Okay, And it's good if you can tell the cat. It's good if you can tell the folks. But be advised, they might just take that beautiful little sentiment your heartfelt love and commitment and devotion and forgiveness and throw it right down in the dirt. That's a possibility. They might not want to make amends. That's true. They might not want to. So Jesus tells us this. This is what the Holy Spirit tells us through the Apostle Paul. If possible. Ah, some people might not want to hear it. Some people might not want peace. Okay, But I'm not going to let their problem be my problem no more. Because I'm going to do what the Bible says. Can I get a witness? I'm going to do what the Bible says. I'm going to love these people. I might not even like what they do. I might not like what they have done. I might not even really like the people. You know what I mean? But you know what? God says you need to love them. You need to love them. Amen? If possible, so far as it depends on you, we do everything we can do. And you're going to fall short, but that's when I lean on the Holy Spirit. That's when I lean on God. Can I get a witness? See, that's the thing about you wacky, nutso Christians. You're always leaning on that crutch. Yeah, man, we figured that out. But we can't do it. We can't do it without Him. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. 1 John 4 and verse 11. Beloved, there it is again. This is John saying, hey, I love you guys. This is a tough deal, but I love you. Beloved, if God so loved us, and He does, and He did. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So that's that's where we're going to wrap things up right there. He's not saying, well, you should think about this. It's not that kind of ought. I ought to do that. I ought to start my diet. You know how that goes. You know, I ought to do... No, he's saying, God's done this. God expects you to do this. God loves you. And He expects you to love others. Folks in the church, Christian folks, and we all know Christian folks can be so nutty and weird and strange. Right? No, just pretty much you, Paulie. No, I mean, sometimes, honestly, sometimes the only thing we got in common with folks, other Christian folks, is that we're Christian folks. That's where we start. We love Jesus. We realize we're sinners. We need Jesus. All right? In the world, I mean, don't even get me started on those cats. (laughs) No, no, we ain't no better than nobody else. We ain't no better than nobody else. Without God's grace, that could have been you not waking up in the ditch. Without God's grace, that could have been. me waking up in the ditch and if we're honest most of us here knows exactly what that kind of feels like you know one way or the other dude i don't know how i got home but here i am maybe that makes sense to you to those some people like yeah i get it some people like what all right all right tell the truth shame the devil Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Mm. Okay, God wants me to do it. I need to work on it. And I can do all things right there. I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. God will ask you to do some things that are downright impossible. But i will say it's not impossible when you lean on Me. It's not impossible when you dip into My reservoir of love. Lean on him because you can't do it on your own, but you can do it through him. Amen. How can we love the unlovable? How can we love people that are just, you know, ornery, mean, unlovable cats? God tells us to. God will give us the strength, but we got to have the desire to be obedient to the Lord. Make sense? And don't forget, I mean, honestly, do not forget how messed up you were. You know, how messed up you were and what we've been saved from. Does that make sense? Okay, I'm going to close with this. 1 John 4 and verse 4. And this is the second part of the verse. For He who is in you, talking about the Holy Spirit, because I can do this. If you want to do it, you can do it. And guess what? God wants you to do it. God expects us to do it. What a powerful witness. What a powerful way to show the love of Jesus by showing the love of Jesus how you treat others. See, that's some deep stuff right there. You're not going to get that kind of teaching at Marcus point. Hmm. That's a good outfit. That's a great church. (laughs) For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Okay, there might be some real knuckleheads around there rubbing you the wrong way, man. What a powerful testimony uh, Sister Davenport gave us this morning. You know, some people, in the natural way of looking at things, some people do not deserve your forgiveness. Some people do not, do not deserve your love. But we did not deserve it from Jesus. We didn't deserve it from God. And so, I can be there for others. I can love others. I can have that commitment to others because he who indwells in me is much more powerful than who is out there and anything they've done to us. We just got to have that desire. And let's cultivate that desire because God wants that and expects that. Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to VictoryLifeChurchOfMilton.com for more and may God bless you.